Welcome to Staying Ages Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about lactose intolerance and alternatives to dairy products for people that are lactose intolerant. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you a brief rundown on lactose intolerance and milk substitutes. And later today, we'll be chatting with our expert, Jason Bronstad, CEO of Malk, a company that makes non-dairy milk alternatives. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. So today, I want to talk about dairy products, lactose intolerance, and milk substitutes. One of the first things I had to eliminate from my diet as a kid was milk because I happened to be lactose intolerant. Every single time I drank it, I could be, it could be by itself or with Cheerios or whatever, I would literally throw up. So I've avoided cow's milk and products with it in it literally to this day. Y'all should know by now that if you are a regular listener of this podcast, that my personal conviction is that not one diet fits every single person. I really believe in bioindividuality and tailoring diets to suit genetic background, history of health conditions, body type, and more of each particular client. All that being said, where we get our food still matters. And because America in general is producing animal products by inhumane and non-natural means, it's really essential that you be vigilant about where your dairy or animal products are sourced, even if you think it works for your body. When it comes to diets, the only hard and fast rules that I've commonly heard from experts across the animal and plant-based board that I respect are to get rid of processed foods, get rid of dairy, and gluten. Why? All three of these are pro-inflammatory for most people, highly processed, and likely to trigger disease. With lactose intolerance in particular, I often see plenty of clients with hormonal imbalance conditions, mostly Black women who have continued to drink milk or consume cheese, even though their bodies don't like it, and it has dire consequences long-term. Lactose intolerance is pretty widespread in most non-white ethnic groups. According to our past guest, Dr. Mills, check out episode 102, How Dairy is Aging You, to listen in on that. 70 to 75% or more of African Americans, 95 to 98% of Asians, 74 to 78% of Native Americans and around 53 to 58% of Latin Americans are lactose intolerant compared to up to 33 to 35% or less of those with Northeastern European background, which means consuming milk and cheese could lead to disease in most people of color if the guidelines are followed. Dairy consumption is linked to asthma and respiratory conditions, ovarian and prostate cancers, and many more health conditions. In case you were unaware, lactose intolerance is a common digestive disorder that occurs when the body is unable to fully digest lactose, a type of sugar found in milk and dairy products. It's caused by a deficiency of the enzyme lactase, which is responsible for breaking down lactose in the small intestine. Lactase is responsible for breaking down lactose into simpler sugars called glucose and galactose, which can be absorbed into the bloodstream. 
And someone with lactose intolerance, the small intestine does not produce enough lactase to fully break down lactose, which leads to undigested lactose passing into the large intestine where it's fermented by bacteria, resulting in the symptoms of lactose intolerance. Some of these include bloating, nausea, abdominal pain, diarrhea, gas. The thing is that sometimes people have these symptoms and some people don't. Some people just have sinus issues or other issues that are showing up. These symptoms can range from mild to severe and may occur within a few hours after consuming lactose. Milk consumption has been shown in research to actually increase the instances of bone fractures, not decrease them. Studies have shown that populations that consume more dairy actually have higher instances of bone fractures, not less. Tell that to the next person who says milk does a body good. Lactose intolerance can be diagnosed through a combination of medical history, physical examination, and laboratory tests. If you are unsure if you're lactose intolerant or think you might be, take a break for two weeks from dairy and just see how your body feels. That usually is a really, really good litmus test. People are often surprised that their sinus issues may disappear, their gastrointestinal discomfort stops, no more gas, or other symptoms that they thought were normal are completely gone. If you feel better, please do better and keep dairy out of your diet for good. It's crucial to understand that milk allergies, which are immune system reactions to milk proteins, are different from lactose intolerance. Symptoms of a milk allergy can be more severe and may include hives, difficulty breathing, swelling of the face, lips, tongue, or throat. Nowadays, when I became vegan, I always say I became vegan before what the health um, or plant-based, I would say. Um, There were not that many alternatives out there. But now if you are following a plant-based diet or you're trying to avoid consuming dairy, there are so many alternatives that you can consider. Some of these include soy milk, almond milk, coconut milk, oat milk, rice milk, camel's milk. Um, And I'll go into a little bit about, I'm sure you guys know a little bit about soy milk. It's made from soybeans. Almond milk is almonds and water. You can also make that at home, but it is a little bit time-consuming. Coconut milk is made from the flesh of coconuts. It's naturally low in lactose. Um, And oat milk is made from oats and water. It's a good source of fiber as well. It's really great for people who have allergies to nuts or seeds. Rice milk is made from ground rice and water, obviously low in lactose. Good alternative for cow's milk for people who are lactose intolerant, but it's not necessarily as nutritionally complete as other dairy alternatives. And then there's camel's milk, which a lot of people probably don't know about. It is an animal product. Uh, Many people who are lactose intolerant find camel's milk to be more palatable because it actually does have less lactose than cow's milk. Middle Eastern, Asian, and African societies have used camel's milk as a medicinal drink for decades. A preliminary study done in Brazil in 2010 on the consumption of camel's milk by lactose intolerant patients concluded that only two of 25 persons in one research study with this illness experienced a minor reaction to about one cup of camel's milk, while the other 23 participants show no symptoms. When it comes to calorie, protein, and carb content, camel's milk is comparable to whole cow's milk. However, it's lower in saturated fat. It offers more vitamin C, B vitamins, calcium, iron, and potassium. Camel's milk is also high in amino acids and it's been used to help improve autism in children and shown to lower blood sugar and improve insulin sensitivity in people with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. 
So it's an it's another alternative to milk if you are lactose intolerant and you're trying and you also need to increase your amino acids or maybe you have some other things. Um, there's also cashew milk um, and brands that use pea protein or add pea or uh, pea protein to add additional protein to milk. Um, so you may see things like um, different brands that promote themselves as high protein plant based milks. And those is because usually they're adding something to the milk. So nowadays you have so many options. Um, and of course, if you're if you're trying to find options for milk, you're likely also trying to find options for cheese. Go back and listen to my episode with Mishka's Kind Foods um, and head over to your health food store to experiment. There are so many non-dairy cheeses and milks out there and not all of them are created equal. <laughs> at all. <laughs> but there's some delicious options on the market. So you just got to go test it, find what you like. Um, and let me know, message me if you find a really good uh, plant-based cheese or non-dairy milk that you love, because I am always experimenting. All right. All right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guests. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods? fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a one hundred and one pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with you know with my results. I'm really grateful to you know to God and to to ASOSA and her her raw girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Jason Bronstad, a seasoned CPG professional, began consulting for Malk Organics in 2020 and transitioned to CEO in June 2021. His passion for health started with his own personal journey in making better lifestyle choices for himself and his family. In recent years, he completely changed his routine by training in jujitsu, significantly reducing his alcohol consumption, and eating cleaner. 
Jason's goal is to bring Malk to the masses and increase their consumer base by educating people on why Malk is the healthiest alternative milk option out there. Malk products have only three to four ingredients and don't include gums, fillers, oils, or carrageenan. Most recently, through their Turn It Around campaign, the brand is encouraging consumers to pay attention to nutrition labels and be more conscious and aware of what ingredients are in the products they use on a day-to-day basis. Malk products currently include organic unsweetened almond, original oat, vanilla almond, and vanilla oat, and they will soon be launching chocolate oat as well. Malk can be found at most major grocery stores nationwide, including Whole Foods. Hello, Jason. Welcome to Staying Ageless. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'm a huge fan of Malk, um, but I really want to know, I looked you up and it seemed like you actually like had a background in the alcohol industry. And I kind of want to know like how in the world you went from alcohol to <laughs> plant-based milk. Yeah, that's uh, so my, my career has always been in consumer packaged goods. Uh, I started in packaged meats and then evolved into the alcohol space. And my initial uh, jaunt into the alcohol space was an opportunity to get back home to Texas. So my wife and I, we'd moved out of Texas. We're both from here. We'd gone to Colorado and up into Illinois. And then someone said, hey, do you want to go home and work for an alcohol business? I'm like, go home? Yes. So I ended up uh, eight, eight and a half years in the alcohol space. Uh, and then that's uh, as I journeyed out of the alcohol space, I went into frozen food manufacturing. And that's, uh, that's when I started to realize that I was not setting the example that I needed to for my kids. I've got two amazing kids. I've got a daughter that turns 10 next month and a son that's six. And uh, this is going back about three years ago. I realized that everything I was doing, they were watching. And I was not making healthy choices. I was about 100 pounds heavier then than I am today. And um, it led me on to a health journey. Ended up leaving the, the frozen food space. And then, you know, things align when, when they're meant to align. And as my health journey was in, in full force, I had the unique opportunity to meet with the founder and the board of directors with Malk. And uh, it really was serendipitous to be able to join Malk at a time when we were changing our family's health journey. Super cool. So what, what was your personal health journey, if you don't mind telling us? How did that work for you? I don't mind at all. So I was, uh, I was the, the guy that you know, I was always the big guy. I was always from the big family and I was always the, the overweight guy. And just basically I didn't treat my body well. I would eat whatever was available. I would drink whatever was available and I, I wouldn't exercise. So I was this, the shining example of what not to do. And <laughs> it was, it's one of those things that a couple of times in my life, you, you look at the pictures and you go, oh, I let myself go again. I have done it once when my daughter was born 10 years ago and I got on this extreme cardio push, but I didn't change anything else. So I lost a lot of weight and then five months later, gained it all back. Mm. And then I, you know, I tried a, a weightlifting journey and lost some weight, got stronger, and then I gained it all back. And as I was approaching 40 years old, I, I knew I had to do something different. And I knew I needed to find a way to engage and to live the healthy lifestyle I want my kids to live. So it, it began with my daughter and I signing up and starting to train jujitsu, as well as a, a healthier approach to what we brought into the house. And 
it's evolved into teaching the kids and honestly for my wife and I learning how to read labels and understand what exactly are we bringing into the house and what is the impact it's having on our bodies because you know I grew up on margarine right it grew up in the south and sweet tea and margarine and you know Crisco anything that you think would be bad for you yeah I grew up on it and you know what that was normal when I was growing up and we just didn't know any better at the time Mm, that's super cool that you had that transition. Because I always find that, especially when you're selling a product, it always helps if you embody it in your actual lifestyle, right? <laughs> um, at least that's my behavior, my belief. That's why I believe as a health professionals, we should also practice what we preach and not just be helping people get their health together. Um, super cool. So where I don't know that much about how Malk actually started um, can you just give us some overview about that? Absolutely. So, so Malk was founded because the, the founder wanted to transition her son from mother's milk to something other than dairy milk. And that passion became something that was loved in the friend circle, eventually into a farmer's market, and then an expansion into Whole Foods. And uh, it was, you know, tip of the hat to the founder. Uh, she did an amazing job of taking it to, to where I was able to join. And, uh, you know, the, it's in our DNA to be the cleanest, most simple ingredient plant-based milk you can buy. And we take great pride and we're one of the few organic brands out there. Mm-hmm. And people don't necessarily appreciate the impact of being organic because it all goes back to the way that the raw materials that we use and put into our bodies, how are they treated at the point they're being farmed? Because it goes back to that point. So having organic almonds, having organic oats, that's where we start our journey with malt to deliver to consumers the cleanest plant-based milk out there. Wow. I had no idea, one, that it was a woman founder, and I didn't know that story. So that's really exciting. Um, And I just, I love the oat milk. I love the almond milk. I love all of them, child. Mostly... And I recommend them to my clients as well, because I'm always dealing with, I'm dealing with a lot of people with health conditions where plant-based sometimes is actually helpful. So a lot of women with fibroids, endometriosis, hormonal imbalance type stuff, and dairy is like like kryptonite for hormonal imbalance. (laughs) So usually I have to give them recommendations for alternatives. So your brand is actually on my resource list as one of the like, you know, non-dairy alternatives for milk. and I also really love it because the fillers and the preservatives and the gums in most plant-based milks, there's a lot of people who are actually more sensitive to that and don't even know that those things are like affecting their gut health. But I'm curious as to, like, I understand her coming from the point of view with the newborn and everything. Um, why, like, why and how, because for Part of me was like, I didn't even think it was possible to sell a nut milk without those things, like on shelf. So I'm like, how is that possible? How do you guys mean? <laughs> Great secrets. No, the, the beautiful thing is as the brand was built, it was how can we use the fewest ingredients possible to give the best tasting dairy alternative? And it, if we would just take a step back and we look at overall plant-based milks, a lot of brands have really worked to try and mimic exactly dairy. So they're adding emulsifiers and gums and lecithins and, and other oils and oat milks to give it that rich, creamy flavor where 
the, the focus of Malk is I don't care to be a proxy for milk. I want to be the best tasting, cleanest milk alternative out there. And mm. in order to do that, there is natural separation in my product. And that's awesome. That means that it's natural. Mm -hmm. So we have it on our lid, shake your milk well, because you do need to shake it up to put everything back into that uh, oh. constant state. So it's water, almonds, and salt, organic almonds, water, and Himalayan sea salt in our unsweetened almond. And it's organic oats, water, and salt in our original oat. And if you just have those ingredients, there's nothing to bind them together in the bottle. So you got to shake it really good. And then you can enjoy it. You, they both froth up amazing. But we are removing the extra ingredients. Now, what does that mean for us? It's more expensive to make. You know, right. First of all, it's it's organic, which is inherently more expensive because there's less organic farmers out there and they don't get the same yield as someone that puts a lot of pesticides or fertilizers out there. So mm -hmm. that's one step in it. And two, we don't add the extra stuff that you know allows us to reduce the amount of almonds or oats. You know, we put in as much as we can to deliver the right flavor profile for consumers. Wow. Does that mean that your shelf life goes down compared to other plant-based milks? No, we've actually been working on that. And we do have uh, a point of production of one-year shelf life. We've been studying this because that's mm -hmm. one of the most important things is to be able to expand our presence. We believe that we have the, the obligation to support and ignite the personal wellness and lifestyle journey and provide consumers with the cleanest uh, plant-based milk out there. And as I joined the organization, we had a big gap in distribution. Like we have a really good presence in Whole Foods and the natural stores, natural grocers, sprouts, but consumers across America don't just shop there. So right. in order to get into other channels like the Kroger's of the world, the Publix of the world, we've been working to make sure that we can deliver this clean product without any stabilizers to have the shelf life that allows you to go out to different consumers that really need that organic plant-based milk. Yeah, no, seriously. I would love to see you guys in like giant or wherever else. Uh, but I do go to Whole Foods and get it. I have noticed that the price has gone up and that's, I'm assuming that's supply. Is that related to supply chain stuff or what is, what is that about just general U S <laughs> drama that we've been having? Inflationary world Inflation. is really one of the most terrifying things we're seeing on the manufacturing side. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've been working the best we can to stabilize that which we can control internally and try not to pass uh, price increases to the consumers because we believe so much in our mission to, to provide clean plant-based milks that are organic that we don't want to price people out of this opportunity to, to really improve their lives. Yeah, no, I, I hope that I hope that that works out. I know I feel like everything has increased in price. So and, you know, at when you're at um, some people call Whole Foods whole paycheck, when you're at whole paycheck, sometimes <laughs> it feels like everything has, you know, gone up like two, three dollars. You know, uh, it's very interesting. OK, um, so what what are the ingredients? What are the common ingredients in other plant-based milks that you mentioned some of them, but like, are there any in particular that you feel like are more dangerous that you're happy that you're avoiding? So on the oat side, we avoid oils, right? And if you think about rapeseed oil, the the impact that canola oil or rapeseed oil has to your digestive system, um, you know far better than I do exactly the impacts. 
but we know that as we provide this clean alternative without the oils, that people are flocking to us. I mean, our oat continues to, to rise because people are like, I didn't know an oat milk could taste good without the oils. It's like, well, that's our goal is to really, as I've made my, as my family, not just myself, as my family has tr tr transitioned our health journey, the one thing, and I've got two kids under 10 years old right now, it's got to taste yeah. good. If it doesn't taste good, they're not going to buy it. So that's one of the things in our DNA. It's not only clean, but it has always tasted superior to everyone else in the section because it's so clean and organic to what it is, being almonds, the oats, even our vanilla extract, being an organic vanilla extract. It is as clean as we can possibly produce and it tastes good. And that's mm -hmm. what we continue to see feedback on and people talk to us about is like, wow, it actually tastes good. And that's mm -hmm. where we feel that people make that transition in their lifestyle because they find those healthy alternatives that taste good. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I can start incorporating this in my diet. So right. I know I jumped really far away from the, uh, the ingredients that others use, but I think it's so important. No, no, totally. I totally agree. Have you guys ever considered making a pea milk? Because if you did, it would make my day. <laughs> there is always uh, some R&D that's going on to understand what is the, how can we continue to serve the community out there? So I don't have anything ready to launch today that's pea protein, uh, but it is a very interesting base and it's something that's very uh, diverse. Yeah, like I, I asked because I would prefer to buy it from you because I feel like it would be a better product. But I do know I have a lot of athlete clients and other people who want a, a plant-based bulk that has like a little bit more protein in it. And I just feel like you would do it better than other people are doing it. <laughs> That's why I'm throwing that out there in case you want to yeah. <laughs> add yeah. that to the R&D. Um, and, and where do you source your actual ingredients? Are you staying true to the farmer's market roots to some degree, whatever that means? Yeah. So we have uh, one of the things that we made sure as we continue to grow is that our relationships go all the way down to the farms because we want to know, we, we care about what we put in our fridge and we care about what's inside that bottle, but we truly care about it. My ops team and I have actually traveled and met the farmers and walked the land and understand how are our partners, because we view them as partners, how are our partners treating the land? And therefore, what is the quality of the product that we're actually buying from them to ensure that that which ends up in the bottle is the absolute best clean as possible. So we've been working over the last several years to, to really forge those relationships down to the dirt. And that's one of the things is we think about the supply chain in the world and the, the weather and the drought and everything that can make a price increase. If you don't have those relationships, you're going to be buying on the spot market and you don't know who you're buying it from. And we want to mm -hmm. know who we're buying it from. And we want to know that we've walked the fields and, and we trust the sourcing of it. Love it. I think my last question is what I, uh, I know that um, you've had a, a full lifestyle change and then, then now you're the CEO of this amazing company. So it's, I guess it might be relatively new to you, but in your, in your, from your perspective, where would you like to see like, healthy eating, healthy food industry going in the next five, 10 years? Oh, I love the question because it's one that <clears throat> really touches my heart because 
we've got to teach our children how to eat right. We've got to give them the options. We've got to teach them at a young age so they don't go through. I had heart surgery at 23. Oh my God. It's like, it's like, I probably could have done things to avoid that. And what can I do? How can we as a company provide better resources, better products that give kids today the opportunity to start their health journey early instead of be forced into a transformational one? Now, there's, there's, it's amazing to be able to say in life, I have transformed. But the wear and tear and stress on our bodies to get to the point where we have to transform. I mean, my knees are not good because I carried extra weight most of my life. So what can I do as a father first to my household to provide my kids a better basis? And then what can we do as a community to, to offer up better options for our kids that A, taste good so they adopt it, B, is nutritious, and C, they end up craving it. And right. it's one of the fun things with my, I love my daughter. She is my, my sous chef. She is the ultimate cook in our house and she loves to experiment and she will make what we call milk shakes. So she will get uh, the unsweetened almond milk. She'll get some frozen fr- fruit or fresh fruit and she'll make up. And I love the one time she actually said, dad, I added some fresh spinach and it made it even better. Aww. And it's like, Yes. That's what we're looking for. How can we provide that opportunity to really open the eyes of the children of America first and then beyond the borders of America? Like, what can we do uh, to really bring that story forward that a clean plant-based product is really tasty and can help you as you explore other uses? I'm really glad that you said that because as a nutritionist, I'm dealing with people with all these serious health conditions. I'm helping them reverse them. But I always tell my clients, like, I don't want, you know, when people heard that I was plant-based, I've been plant-based for like 20, over 25 years. I think that they always imagine me sitting in my room crying and eating an apple, like that my life is horrible, but I really like food. So it has to taste good. It's really important that we don't just create substitutions and, and then people can't have an emotional and, you know, visceral connection to it because, you know, we eat certain things because of our emotions. Like our mother made us stuff that tasted good and we remember the smell and now we crave it, you know? So that is a very important component. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other thing is too, like, from my perspective as a certified nutrition specialist, like what I want to see for the health industry as a whole, and I think your products are playing a role in this, is I want to eventually see a world where we sit people down at like 17, 18, and we're like, this is, these are the diseases that your mother has. These are the diseases your father have. This is how you cannot end up like them. (laughs) Like, or this is how you can live even better, like an optimize your health based on just diet choices and whatever, because we keep kind of falling into this vicious cycle of just doing things on autopilot, we end up eating the same stuff our ancestors ate, and then we end up with the same health problems. Isn't that sad? I'm sorry I'm laughing at it, but it just, it hits so close to home because over Thanksgiving weekend, it was like, and there's a lot of stuff that I used to always eat that I'm like, that just doesn't, it's not as appealing as it used to be. Yeah, no, right? for and, sure. And I, 
you mentioned how it's got to taste good. And I want to tip my hat to my wife who has been amazing at what her desire has been over the last about six months is as we go to the grocery stores, what's in season, what have we never had before and what can we go create with this? And that creation, I mean, she made one of the most amazing butternut squash pasta dishes I've ever had in my life. And the way she cooks, she never uses a recipe. She's like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it's just, (laughs) it is, but I can't touch that level of cooking. I always say I'm the chef. It's really my wife and my daughter. Um, But that opportunity to, to really focus on what's fresh and what's in season and bring those into our, our life. I grew up eating pears and all of a sudden pears are back in my house and my kids are loving it. So it's just even the the fruits because we get in the cycle. It's like, oh, we can get strawberries all year round or we can get you know raspberries all year round, two of my kids' favorites. But as we sit there and go, okay, what's actually in season today? What's fresh? What's organic? What can we go bring into our household and experiment? And my six-year-old, he doesn't always love it, but he'll try it. And even mm-hmm. if it just sits on his plate for a couple of days, and then the, the third day, he'll try it. And I think that's where the journey and educating the youth of our world is such a big opportunity. Love it so much. Where can people find Malk? And where can we find you on social media and stuff too? Absolutely. So you, uh, on our website, malkorganics.com, we have a product locator. So you can go in there and put in your zip code and find all the local stores. Uh, we're nationwide and Whole Foods and Sprouts. We've also got a, a great presence in Thrive Market and Mother's. And moms, um, we're in uh, HEB, we're in Rouse in Los Angeles, we're in Era One in Los Angeles. Uh, but within at least five to 10 miles of most Americans, we do have a presence. Uh, we've got some really big distribution. So our, all of our fans in the Southeast and Florida and Georgia, we are launching in Publix come February. So super excited as that major chain is truly joining us in this journey to provide consumers with this uh, clean plant-based option. And then uh, we can be found on social media, all of them at Malk Organics, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Awesome. Everyone go check them out. I'm obsessed. Um, I mean, I think you should just try all of them, but I like the oat milk and the almond milk. And I really like that you have the unsweetened option because I like to control the amount of sugar in my food. Um, So I really appreciate you today, Jason. Like this has been really awesome. I love your product and I hope you guys stay up and running for years and years to come. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for your support and thank you for your community for giving us a chance. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, Visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, all right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM or slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl 
or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Maya via Instagram, who says, if I continue to consume dairy products despite being lactose intolerant, are there any long-term complications that I should be worried about in addition to the immediate symptoms? Really great question, Maya. Yes. So the issue with long-term consuming pro-inflammatory foods is that you will be consistently increasing inflammation in your body, and this can later manifest as a whole range of health issues. I've had clients with serious gastro issues that built up over time, clients with hormonal issues that built up over time, and much more like uh, sinus issues, allergies, who simply just consume too many foods that their body did not want. Um, So I really hope that you take it seriously and maybe try some of the alternatives we mentioned on this show. Go to also go and check out the show that we did on um, on plant-based cheese if you're lactose intolerant. But definitely, if you know something is inflammatory, just let it go. Let it go and let it flow. I hope that helps you. <laughs> it is time to close out today's show. And I hope that you have learned a thing or two about how to substitute dairy products if you're lactose intolerant. Leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at the raw girl and let me know what your favorite dairy substitutes are. I hope to hear from you soon. Today, I leave you with a quote from Bruce Daggy. Let's build wellness rather than treat disease. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To sign up for our signature programs, Staying Ageless 30 Plus, visit stayingageless.net or the Hormonal Balancing Academy, visit hormonebalancingacademy.com. This year, both programs are all year round, so you are welcome to sign up for a call anytime. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com.